Wind Chapter Eight: The Coolest Thing in the Woods. I didn't think you were going to come," Mikkel said, standing up from under a tall birch tree. The wind blew her hair around a little, but it wasn't nearly as bad as Nebraskan winds can get. I wasn't sure you'd be here," I said, walking up to the library with my backpack slung over my shoulders and my portfolio case dangling from my right hand. I hadn't had a chance to talk to Mikkel again since lunch, so even coming had been a bit of a gamble. I still wasn't sure if I wanted this to happen or not. I mean, she seemed nice enough, but it was I wasn't going to let my heart pound like a herd of stampeding wildebeests again. There was a chance this could be another disaster. Mikkel smiled. I know this is weird, but thanks for coming with me. She sounded a little different, maybe more relaxed. I followed her behind the library, and we started walking across the parking lot towards a wooded area. She pointed ahead. We're taking that trail. I couldn't really see the trail from where I stood. I nodded and followed, telling myself that this would turn out just fine. It's just a walk on a trail through some trees, not even that far from houses. It wasn't like a hike in the mountains. We don't really have many of those in Nebraska anyway. But as we walked, I couldn't keep my mind from spinning with the possibilities. Finally, I blurted out, where are we going? What are we doing? This isn't leading to some kind of crazy prank, is it? Because if that's the last thing, that's about the last thing I need right now. Are Gavin and Travis going to sneak up and drench with budget buckets of water or jump out wearing bear costumes and scare the bazam out of me? I mean, I don't think so after what happened at lunch today, but I'm just not sure. I stopped walking. She looked back over her shoulder at me with her eyes wide. I just word vomited all over the poor girl and my pulse was racing. Maybe I should go, I said. And I started to turn back. You can't leave, she said, grabbing my shoulder. We had a deal and I promise there's no prank, she paused. I don't do that. I didn't move. I mean, she continued, I know Gavin and Travis and the others would, but that's not me. And all that stuff at lunch today was confusing. I'm kind of new here and I just started this year and I like hanging out with those guys, but... She didn't finish. Sometimes she started again. She shook her head. Thanks for covering for me with that science tutoring thing. I wasn't sure I understood all of what she was trying to say, but I answered the part that I did get. You're welcome, I said. She gestured me forward. Can we keep going? I thought for a moment, but then surrendered and followed her. Soon the pavement gave way to a dirt trail with trees on both sides. It smelled a bit like a mud puddle. I couldn't see it all perfectly, but I could tell light was scattering through the tree branches and leaves. And by the extreme stillness of everything around us, I was pretty sure that we had entered a different world entirely, like when Thor landed in Sikar and Rencor, but with less garbage and more ferns. The ground was a little uneven, like I was afraid of, but it wasn't terrible. I managed okay. My portfolio kept hitting random branches that popped up out of nowhere, so I held it to my chest as I walked. I wish we hadn't come straight from school. So, it isn't Gavin or Travis that's giving you the challenges, I asked? She laughed. Not even close, she said. And if they did, I don't know that I would even listen. Challenges from them would probably be something that has to do with burping or football. I laughed at that. Plus, they don't even know that I like to rhyme or make up songs, so they couldn't have given me that challenge. Really, I said? Why not? She shrugged. I don't know. She took a few more steps. It's like there are two Mikkels inside of me. Then she began to, and turned it, then she turned it into a rhyme. One wants to be cool at school to begin to fit in. She took a breath. But at my peak, I'm more unique. Maybe brave. Not enslaved. Just me. I wasn't sure what all that meant, but it sounded deep, like she was trying to sort it all out herself. I have no idea how you can rhyme like that, I said, taking a few more steps. It's easy, she said. You could do it. No way. Sure, she said. Just try. I opened my mouth for a second, but I don't, but didn't know what to say. What do I rhyme with, I asked. With whatever, she said, walking beside me. No, not whatever. It's a hard word to rhyme with. Maybe as hard as a word is challenge. Well, 
I guess you could rhyme it with never or sever or lever or endeavor. Never mind. How about I give you a word and you rhyme with it, I suggested. Show me how it's done. Sure, she said. I looked around. Brush. Rush, lush, gush. She was fast. Trees. Sneeze, please, breeze. Hill. Thrill, pill, bill, chlorophyll. She clapped her hands. Extra points to Mikkel for a three-syllable world and a science vocab word. Maybe I really am tutoring you in science. She smiled big as we walked a little farther. The sun caught my eye a few times and sent a little surge of pain, but nothing too crazy. It was nice to replace blurry lockers and halls with blurry greens and browns. Okay, now it's your turn, Mikkel said. Let's start super easy, she thought for a second. Trail. Um, pale, I said. Good. I walked for a few more steps, waiting for the next word. Good, she repeated and waited. Oh, I thought you were telling me good job, I said. Um, hood. Nice job. Thanks. That's not what I meant. Oh, uh, Spice Bob. I guess anyone could rhyme. Mikkel laughed long. Fantastic. I thought for a minute. Um, you got me there, I said, surren surrendering. Elastic, she said, or plastic or drastic. I shook my head. Okay, not everyone could rhyme. It's just practice, Mikkel said. The more you practice, the easier and quicker you come up with the rhymes. She cleared her throat. If I, if you hear a rhyme enough times, you rewind your mind to that time and reuse, not confuse or lose or abuse, but repeat that sweet rhyme different times. Whoa. That might have been the longest string of rhymes that she had done yet. That's pretty impressive, I said. It's like you're drawing, Mikkel said, walking a little ahead of me. The more you practice, the better you get. I nodded. I should be drawing right now instead of trying to rhyme on a hike. Squint and Rock had a score to settle. And maybe I'd try putting, it on a a, try putting in a Diamond Girl character. But I did have a little more than a month still to the deadline. How far are we going, I asked. We passed a middle-aged couple holding hands going in the opposite direction. That made Mikkel look a little, uh, look around a little. Maybe she was still nervous about being seen hanging out with me, and nobody would believe the science tutor lie out here. The farther we go, the higher my chance of tripping and falling into a rock and my eyes exploding everywhere. Gross, she said, and you're not serious, right? Not really, but kind of, but mostly not, I rambled. I just have to be careful. Maybe my grandma's paranoia was getting to me. But you could do this, right, she said, and pointed at a stream near the path. It was only about six inches deep, but too wide to leap across. She started walking carefully from rock to rock. We're only going a little farther, she said. I hadn't done anything like this in a while. A long while, but I thought I could do it, and I liked it. It wasn't at, I wasn't at home. I wasn't by myself. Maybe there would be, should be a rule about it not... Maybe there should be a rule about it not being the best thing for a kid to spend most of his time by himself or with his grandparents. I'll be fine, I told Mikkel. I stepped onto the first rock. I teetered a bit since I was still holding my portfolio and my backpack, but I managed to find my balance. I had to be careful. If my portfolio fell in, my conch pages would be ruined. Mikkel had her backpack too, but she hopped on the rocks in a way that I was never going to be able to do. What would it be like to have her depth perception? We don't have to go too far. I've hiked this with my brother before, and he couldn't go very far either. I didn't know she had a brother. Of course, I didn't know much about her. How much younger is he than you? I asked, carefully stepping onto another rock. I pictured a little five-year-old holding her hand as she helped him across the stream. Danny? Her voice caught a little when she spoke. Maybe she was concentrated on her balance, too. Not younger. Older. Huh. I wasn't expecting that. Maybe he didn't hike far because he was a super lazy teenager. She went back to hopping from rock to rock. I came up to her slowly. I came up on her slowly but steadily, walking on the same rocks that she did. On her second to last rock, her foot slipped and splashed right into the water. Kerthunk. 
Oh, no, she said, looking down at her sopping shoe. I never do that. I couldn't keep a laugh from sneaking out. And you were worried about me, I said. She turned and looked at me, leaning forward as if I could see her eyes better. I bet they'd be pretty intense. If you weren't, she looked at my portfolio. Oh, sorry, she said, walking back across the rocks to me. I should have offered earlier to carry this across for you. Well, that was nice and a challenge and a change. She had seemed angry for a second. I handed my portfolio back to her and she insisted that she take my backpack too. Really nice. She dropped off all my stuff by the time that I still had two more rocks to go. She moved faster since she already had one foot wet and didn't have to worry about keeping it dry. Your stuff is safe, she said, and she turned with a mischievous grin, but you aren't. Maybe I shouldn't have laughed at her. She bent over and scooped some water in her cupped hands and flung it at me. It splashed me feeling like liquid ice raining down on me. It was on in one good motion, splush, I cooked a whole spray of water at Mikkel. She screamed, getting showered. She kicked back. I flung more water. A few minutes later, we were both pretty soaked, but on the other side of the stream, and we couldn't stop laughing. Eventually, I cleaned off the water splotches from my glasses, then checked my portfolio. It was fine. I want to show you something, Mikkel said, finally controlling her laughter and flicking drops of water from her arm. She moved farther away from the stream and stepped over a fallen tree. She held some long, skinny branches that would have whipped me in the face if she hadn't held them. After we both passed the branches, she stopped in front of a tall bunch of bushy shrubs growing close together. They all combined into what looked like one giant bush about eight feet tall and eight feet thick. You want to see the coolest thing in these woods? Mikkel asked, gesturing towards the bush. A bush, I asked. If there were rules about bushes, rule number one would be bushes are not cool. Mikkel crouched down and pointed to a small opening in the thick of undergrowth undergrowth. It was just the right size for a medium-sized dog to climb into, the perfect spot for a wild animal home. I didn't want to crouch down just in time to be face-to-face -face with an angry badger that wanted to bite off my nose, but Mikkel got down on all fours and climbed into the hole. It was the most Alice-like wonderland thing I'd ever seen anyone do. I stepped back and tried to look in. Because of the sun outside and the shade inside, I couldn't see much. Mikkel poked her head out of the bush. Come on in! I didn't see any badgers. I tipped my portfolio diagonally and pushed it into the hole. I pushed my backpack in next and then crawled inside. Inside was a room hacked out of the shrub. Or was it natural? Maybe a combination of both. I squinted and saw shoots no thicker than a spaghetti weaving their way through thicker branches that formed a plant cave wall. The place was tall enough for a large adult to sit in and wide enough for two more kids. Whatever... Ignore whatever I said about branches, bushes not being cool. This place was amazing, like a little piece of imagination come to life, a great hideout. It belonged in a movie. Mikkel sat against the side with her knees pulled up to her chest. Pretty cool, huh? Her eyes danced a little. Or my vision was bobbing. I couldn't tell for sure. I found it on a hike, family hike right after we moved here. The sunlight peeked through the green leaves, made a whole room speckled green. Danny swore this is the coolest thing he'd ever seen, Mikkel said. And Danny has been in the White House to meet the president and on the sideline at a Huskers game. So he's been to some pretty cool places. I was so confused about Danny. He was older than Mikkel, but couldn't walk very far. He thought a bush was cooler than the White House. Why had he been to the White House in the first place? He didn't exactly sound like a lazy teenager. I tried to think of a question that might help me work this out. How much older is Danny than you? She looked around the plant cave for a moment and took a deep breath. He's turning 17 next month, she said. Another breath. He's the one who gives me the challenges. I think I grew another wrinkle in my brain. I hadn't seen that one coming. Why, I asked. Mikkel picked up a branch that had fallen to the ground and started playing with it. Danny has a YouTube channel. 
channel. He challenges people to do all sorts of things that make their lives happier. It's called Danny's Challenges, and it's pretty popular. She broke her branch in half and fiddled with it some more. I think it was because it was so popular that I didn't want to do the challenges at first. I mean, Danny's really nice and stuff, but I didn't want him telling me how to be happy. He's not a boss or anything. She gave a half chuckle and flicked pieces of dirt with her stick. That's how I feel about my grandparents, I said, trying to relate. After all, I had never had any siblings that I knew about, but I did know the feeling of not wanting to be bossed around. But you're doing his challenges now, I pointed out. She wiped her eyes. I couldn't read her face very well. The light was bad and my eyes were bad. But And my ability to understand teenage girls' emotions was extra bad. But I wondered if she was okay. I changed my mind. And one of the challenges was to take a friend on a hike or canoeing or another adventure. She spread her arms and sniffed lightly. So here we are. I was still wet with stream water. Sitting in a plant cave with someone I had met just a few days ago who seemed like she was crying. It was one of the strangest situations I'd ever been in. But all that was going through my mind was one question. Did she just say friend?